0: This tape contains adult content not suitable for children. Now, you can party with the wildest girls ever caught on tape. Girls Gone Wild. These are not hired actors or paid performers. We captured real girls. College co-eds on spring break. Sexy secretaries at Mardi Gras. And the girl next door at the biggest parties on the planet. Uninhibited, unbuttoned, and uncensored this video was not sold in stores and can't be shown on TV. Even if you could get to all these untamed parties, you'd never find all this action for only $19.95. And here's the best part. If you're at least 18 years old, you can check out this video risk-free. If you don't agree that Girls Gone Wild is the greatest uncensored party video you've ever seen, send the tape back for a prompt refund of the full purchase price. Unleash Girls Gone Wild and watch what good girls do when they go wild. If you're over 18, have your credit card ready and call 1-800-249-1114. Don't forget with our 10-day in-home trial, you can check out Girls Gone Wild risk-free. That's 1-800-249-1114. Or order online at girlsgonewild.com.
1: Call now! Welcome to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm here with Parks Miller.
2: I'm having a flashback to uh, late at night, middle school. Checking behind uh, my shoulder
1: to see if mom and dad are going to like walk in on me watching the, the infomercial the, um, that's on every button. channel.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah but the, the button, button the uh the the last remember last Oh yeah the last channel you-
1: that- so you have it,
2: you have it on like Disney Channel, and then you'd go to the Girls Gone Wild commercial and you press last.
1: Right? Yeah. Exactly. And have it ready. Yeah, but like the problem is with that, like if you did fucking last, like like in the last thing you were watching was Comedy Central. Like there's like ten channels that you couldn't have be last because you would just keep scrolling through Girls Gone Wild commercials. But anyways, yes, that is the dump uh, for today and for next week. This is a hefty one, so we broke it in two. Yes. Uh, we're talking about Girls Gone Wild. We've been saying we're going to do this for a while. Um, it's a complicated story to tell, not necessarily because it's such, like, a high-end subject, but, uh, you know, and hard to wrap your mind around. You know, it's really complex. No, it's complex because there is so much legal trouble that, like, it's hard to track down exactly what happened and when, um, and and that's the thing. You know, also, it's a, this is a dirty dump, like... We're going to yeah. be joking, I, but just like how, you know, we've said it on like podcast 99 a million times, there's a lot of not funny stuff here.
2: I could, I could argue it is a, a bit hard to wrap your mind around. There are, are certainly some very extremely gray moral uh, areas in this. Um, Areolas. Involving. <laughs> oh, God. There's,
0: already. There's, I'm already it. But just it. like,
2: but just gray areas involving filming, um, and posting what you film and consent and all these things that now it, it it's a, it really is a great time to revisit because now everyone has a smartphone, everyone has a camera. And so people just know that people are much more aware of the fact that if you see a camera, it potentially millions of people could see it. Right. And that concept was a new concept around then. And this, and if we go back to even our Woodstock 99, the idea of filming someone um, right, showing nudity—you just didn't necessarily expect that to come up. So there, there is a lot going
1: right and you know there's also this rise of social media like the dawn of social media at this time where people are putting themselves out there you know and people are like building brands and becoming influencers and there's like a like myspace models and things like that that now you know we have Instagram models where you know the the modesty thing like it was kind of dropped and it became about you know showing it all and girls gone wild was kind of like the uh, adult industry answer to social media in a way you know but we'll get into all of that That stuff. Why is girls gone wild a dump? Well just Briefly, it's a cultural phenomenon that was completely unavoidable. Uh, it was revolutionary in a lot of ways and absolutely terrible in many others. It was the brainchild of one savvy producer who found himself at the top of a multi-million dollar empire from which we, you know, he would exert his power to take advantage and abuse many innocent people. It's a dark chapter in adult entertainment and entertainment as a whole that in retrospect should have never been allowed to exist and nowadays never could have. And that's True. where the dumping uh, it lies.
2: True, but it, and, and that's a great way to put it, but it is interesting because it does... I would argue that it kind of... In, in a way, you could maybe say that Girls Gone Wild and we're going to get into all this fucked up crazy stuff, but then now you have something like OnlyFans, which in theory is kind of allows people to have that if they want to monetize their own nudity they can not kind of this thing Yeah. and and girls gone wild is that weird like i said this this just murky unknown era era of media in which things were changing so rapidly uh but the the main thing is that yes it was still run by a guy in his company and he's making all the money off of it yes yes and, but there yeah. there are these these i feel like there is the fallout of it that like we can see with like TikTok only fans stuff like that which also they just only fans just reversed their decision to ban pornography because they realized they were going to they were going to lose all of that yeah, because no one wants money, to fucking so, pay to so see funny. a cooking
1: video like no one right, wants to pay to see like you fucking uh talk about like your fucking juice cleanse like and that's like right. the kind of shit like they're like they were advertising is like oh you can take this platform that originally was basically just for sex workers and no now if you're an influencer you can get but it's like the thing is it's like influencers that have like a big enough fan base for people to want to pay to see them like get advertising and stuff like those millions right. of followers on instagram aren't going to translate don't. over to a paid subscription on fucking OnlyFans. of course but you that's know?
2: exactly that kind of just makes it even more perfect time to talk about you know one guy making a millions off of all these women's nudity versus now literally all the adult content creators of OnlyFans actually changing the decision making of the executives there so that's that's where we are now with it exactly let's get into it
1: yeah so before we get into the actual brand of girls gone wild we have to get into the man behind the camera joe francis now girls gone wild was created by joe francis born april 1st 1973 like some sick april fools joke on the entire world and francis grew up in a modest middle-class household very comfortable you know not no no Real struggles from what what I've heard, you know, just average. He graduated from the University of Southern California with a bachelor's degree from their entrepreneurial program. Interesting. But besides business classes, he also spent a lot of time studying television and film production, which I feel like no matter what you're studying at USC, like you always throw in some television and film production in there. Like everyone right. I know that goes to college in Southern California has some kind of communications
2: uh, classes that they take. The- this guy this guy is infamous and we're, over the course of these two episodes we're going to get into it because it's not just that he had these oh like you know whatever you feel about Girls Gone Wild I mean this dude No he's has a bad guy. In court many times he's he has he has pled not guilty, he has pled no contest. I mean he's done he's run the whole gamut of um, I mean he's served jail time. And it's funny because you I remember seeing this guy I feel like you. So he oh, he's he like so a living famous. Von so, Dutch hat like that. Right. That's what he was yes. So so just to put it out there, like this is a guy like if you don't if you go quickly look up his picture, you'd be like if you're at least if you're our age, you, you will be like, I remember this fucking guy's face. Yeah, and he does. And he gives me a, a very frat boy vibe.
1: Oh, I, I, <laughs> we'll a, absolutely. And I mean, uh, I will say, though, it is interesting that he did have formal education in business and media, you know. And yes, I mean. With all the negative, bad shit we're going to be saying about it, this shit was an absolute phenomenon. So it's interesting that you know Mm -hmm. he was able to put his education to uh, good use for him, not not everyone Mm -hmm. else. Now, his first job in media was as a production assistant for the television show Real TV, and this caught on camera program featured videos of high speed pursuits, daring rescues, other shocking events like. Uh, down home bloopers like whoopsies mm-hmm. whoopsie daisies all kinds of stuff you know what i mean right stock but, car but, crashes but a little
2: but yeah on the on the more violent side it's like the more violent america's funniest home video yes like it's like, yeah yeah which again which is also funny because now with instagram we have like wicked slams and you have like america's got no talent yeah you have all these of these pages that yeah yeah that just show people getting wrecked and so this is yeah again sort of that precursor and this was also another like late night maybe your parents didn't want to you watching sneak down to the tv room kind of show real tv
1: Real TV. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Now, while he was reviewing potential footage for that show, he would often come across footage that was too graphic to be shown on TV. And that would include fatal accidents, violent attacks, shootouts, murders, natural disaster aftermaths, like people being pulled out of wreckage and shit, uh, sexually explicit videos that were filmed during spring breaks, Mardi Gras, and other large-scale parties. And that's when he came up with the idea to license all of this unusable footage for a Straight to video series called "Banned from Television," and the first "Banned from Television" was released in 1997. Now, "Banned from Television" could be a dump, but luckily we get a twofer because they're both Joe Francis creations, um, and that—that that was right. also what what we call a direct response product meaning direct response is like see it on the tv call now you know it's not like um like, get the but, video right when you see an ad for say coca-cola that's not direct response because you have to go out to the store to get it it's something that puts it in your head this is like no you need to respond now to get this product that we're showing you right now on this
2: commercial i and, mean you could even argue that just the whole late night like infomercial thing was a culture dump in itself oh
1: totally but yeah.
2: you know because there were so many products like this
1: Right. And, and well, and the thing, though, with banned from television is like it has there's a tradition of like what what's what's called death tapes. Right. Where it's like, like it starts with faces of death, which we've mentioned mm-hmm. before. It could be a culture dump because like it's one of those like rites of passage films. But a lot of that stuff was staged, you know, and then there'd be some real stuff. But then, you know, especially in the in the early 90s, there was this big like underground trend of people finding like. Fucked up war footage and like, you know, executions from around the world um, and things like that and throwing them together and selling uh, and selling these tapes.
2: Like uh, I, I remember the website rotten.com. rotten dot com. Rotten dot com. Steak really and cheese. Really sick. Um, oh great like middle school yeah middle school rite of passage to like everyone crowds around the computer when mom and dad are home like dude look at look at rotten.com and you're like oh it's disgusting right
1: well and it's funny too because like with the internet you know it's like yeah like you, i mean the rites of passage is either you're crowding around the computer with your friends when no one's around to see like Horrific violence or to see porn (laughs) it's like it's this weird fucked up thing and banned from television kind of gave you both like um, in our celebrity sex tape episode we mentioned Tanya Harding sex tape that was included on Mm -hmm. banned from television Mm -hmm. there was also one where it's like this Daytona strip club is getting busted after cops you know found out that there's prostitution and like it's just Mm -hmm. like a bunch of like naked girls being like walked out of a strip club with jackets over their head but like you know in in handcuffs but then there was also like the two life crew footage of like two yes. live crew fucking on stage and mm-hmm. shit. But the main yeah. thing with banned from television was that it was violence. It was kind of like one of those Mondo Kane, like, documentaries from, like, the 60s up until now where they just show you, like, the grisliest shit. But, you know, and, and also it's interesting to note that in order to put that out, uh, Francis went into, like, $50,000 worth of credit card debt, which was Easily paid off after the release of this because mm-hmm. it went crazy. My dad had banned from television tapes, and I remember like <laughs> I remember they would be like up in this closet, like high up, so I couldn't get it. But one time, like when they started like leaving me alone, you know, when I was like twelve or thirteen, and, like watching my brother, I would like get mm-hmm. on a chair, get these tapes put it in and <laughs> yeah. like thinking like oh he's hiding this like and on the front you know it would show like a naked lady with like censored across her boobs or something and i'd be like oh like this is going to be porn and then it's just like an hour of guys getting shot in the head <laughs> and I'm
0: Not, like whoa yeah.
1: talk about a boner kill yeah you know it's awful <laughs> But now that Francis had a way to sell graphic footage that could not be shown anywhere else, he dug in deep and began reviewing hundreds of hours of tapes. And one thing that stood out to him was the sheer volume of nudity and sexually explicit videos that came across his desk. And that is when he had the life-changing eureka moment that would inspire this episode of Culture Dumps. He realized that he could just release compilations of the sexual footage rather than including the graphic violence along with it, and thus, Girls Gone Wild was born. And the first Girls Gone Wild tape was released in 1998. So, it, you know, but also he was still doing banned from television. I believe there was three volumes, but Girls Gone Wild just fucking exploded because there is, like, mm-hmm. so much more of that footage, you know, because you'd have like, spring break all over the world and, like, Mardi Gras stuff with so many people taking pictures and right. filming that there was just and, more of that stuff.
2: Right. And so, like, as we've mentioned in our dumps with the 2 Live crew, um, we didn't do a dump on Freak Nick, but that relates to 2 Live crew. And then with our spring break episode, you know, this this whole spring break culture had been kind of really gaining momentum, you know, throughout the 90s. Right. With also, MTV I just want to say, yeah. I, I do... Hearing about this makes me imagine like these like these media companies and just getting all these gnarly tapes. And I just imagine a bunch like just dudes like smoking cigarettes all night, just like what like reviewing these just hours of fucked up tapes of death and car crashes and shit and just like, oh my god.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and like each one just has like a shitty handwritten label where it's like Mardi Gras Tits, ninety eight, and they're just like perfect, throw that one in. And it's like, you know, there's like no difference between these. And also, I mean so much of this shit was on the fly, but the the original, like I think the first couple Girls Gone Wilds, was all stuff that like they had, you know, that he had licensed out, you know, that were part of like the real TV archives, and then later the band from Television Archives, um, they hadn't like started self producing them just yet. So in
2: two, but also yeah. just want to say, also just right there, right off the bat, it's like you're receiving a submission of a tape, you don't know who the fuck filmed it. And yeah, you don't know who the fuck's not, in it. And you don't know who's in it. Now, I mean, really, technically, you're, you're already getting into this issue of like, you know, a legal written consent for it because now it's just in the hands of this media company and they're just going to pay whoever, you know, submitted the tape. Right. Right.
1: And fucking, you know, Bubba it. dumb fuck at whatever spring break party that's filming all the naked girls. It's not like he's going around asking for IDs like there could right. be a there's a lot of room for slip ups to happen legally wise. Uh, and, and there is going to there will yeah.
2: be there will be instances of underage uh, women on on Girls Gone Wild. That's yeah. just going to be part yeah, of. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not called Women Gone Wild. You know what I mean? That's that's the whole Mm -hmm. thing. So in the year 2000, Francis was sued by Les Harbor, one of the producers of Real TV for breach of implied contract, meaning basically spoken word or handshake contract, breach of confidence, meaning I told you a secret, you know, that had to do with business. You fucking betrayed my trust and unjust enrichment, meaning you made money off of something that wasn't yours, um, explaining that it was he who thought of banned from television and had pitched it to Francis to try and strike up a partnership. Francis took the... idea and ran with it, and the rest is history. The two settled out of court for an undisclosed sum. That's going to be a major theme of this whole thing is settling out of court. No one knows what really happened, where a lot of these things ended up because so much money is pouring into this shit already. You know what I mean? If there's two things, like fucking dudes staying up late, want to order off the TV, it's videos of like like, store clerks getting their brains blown out and like girls showing their boobs for like a split second. Like... (coughs) For some reason, that was just big. Pardon me. Now, let's get into the actual uh, brand of Girls Gone Wild. The driving force behind these two video series was the use of direct response marketing. Generally reserved for collectibles like coins and plates or for music compilations, encyclopedias, even toys in the late 90s, Joe Francis, he absolutely took over the late-night advertising slots that were generally seen by young people, single people, or lonely people. And the ads would run on channels most likely to be watched by the target demographic at the times they were most likely to make an impulse purchase. So we're talking, like, After Midnight yes. on, like, mm-hmm. Comedy Central, Fox Sports, uh, e, e! Channel. Um, it, it goes on. There were, there were so many. You could literally flip channels in the late 90s yeah. and just be flipping through Girls Gone Wild wild infomercials mm-hmm. like on several yeah. channels in a row um i we, we played i think the one that we played at the top of this episode was the original one which is only a minute long that's a regular commercial mm-hmm. they, right. they would soon grow into basically television shows
2: yeah i remember that they would be like you know 12 to 15 minute long and it would kind of and when you're like a 12 year old boy
1: uh, you know Staying up Super late uh, You know t- 15 minutes of a Girls Gone Wild commercial Was all you needed Um <laughs> You know, I like I said, twelve to thirteen year old boy that does not know any better. That is, you know, doesn't have access to the internet or anything else. Anyways, so the unique appeal of Girls Gone Wild was that the stars, quote unquote, of the video were unknown non-professionals. As the internet began to evolve, one of the biggest industries to get in at the ground level was the adult entertainment industry. Pornography was more available than ever before, and because of that, the fantasy began to wane as more porn was being produced and watched. The business and production side of it seemed to take away from the experience enter girls gone wild and it's interesting though that as like mainstream porn became more widely accessible the desire for amateur videos grew exponentially because the viewers realized hey we're never going to find ourselves in these porno situations but i definitely could go to a big party and like randomly hook up with a chick you know, right. and this kind of showcased that, and it was like and, the girls, next, the yeah. girl next door, kind of a thing. That this is like the girls you go to school with, the girls you know, you you might even know one, maybe.
2: Yeah, and and that's what's so interesting is that the timing of it really is kind of crucial to its success. Absolutely, it is this it's this media revolution, and as we'll mention, you know, reality television is starting to it. Just the entire concept of it, be it porno or not, is kind of people are starting to realize that this is essentially like this new, you know, form of media. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it's, if the playboy, you know, that fantasy is just suddenly become too inaccessible. Like, exactly. I I feel personally being, you know, a guy who was a teenager at this time, you know, seeing one of these videos, again, and we mentioned this in spring break, it's like, I was like, well, I have to go to spring break, one of these spring breaks, because that's where all this completely uninhibited, debauched behavior is happening. And at the same time, having no concept that like, if I like, maybe I'm the age of the girls on the video, but having no concept, like, it just didn't occur to me, like, Who's filming this shit? You yeah. Know? Like, and who also are these like, people? You know, you just yeah. you almost forget the cameras there because and then you realize, oh, no, it's like a grown man filming it. You and, know? Well, and if
1: was, they had just turned the cameras around, you would see like a crowd of like 300 just bloodthirsty drunk dudes that would make the whole scene seem unappealing but they don't right. show you that. A, they just, it just makes it seem like there's nothing but girls, but that's not right. the reality of it. The reality is and, there's a million fucking drunk douchebags, just like you at home watching these commercials, wanting to buy this DVD to live out this fantasy.
2: Right, and that's so interesting you say that because it really, just the entire kind of, the literal lens, it, you right. know, this, this whole era was a shift and we're like, we're going to change where the lens is. We're going to put the camera lens somewhere else and like kind of create this little, utopia or fantasy or whatever it is that you want and you don't think about the bigger picture of it
1: and yeah and and reality tv you know what was was starting to come into its own in the early 2000s you know with like the osborne the end nicole smith show stuff like that um where it's like oh like nothing really needs to like happen we can just like follow along and that trickled down into porn and we talked about that on our celebrity sex tape episode it's like you know once people found out that you could really get a real video of pamela anderson really having sex the idea of like well, looking at her in Playboy seemed like kind of obsolete elite to a lot of people Um, not again completely overshadowing the fact of how fucking creepy and like not okay it is to like view stolen materials of someone intimate moment without their consent you know what I mean
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and, and that's the whole thing yeah. so the first series of videos that were just titled girls gone wild like one two three etc were instantly successful and while the internet made porn more accessible than ever there were still tons of people that did not understand it or have access to it that coupled with the allure of being able to order these videos straight to your door rather than going to adult stores was also appealing to customers You know, it's like, call now. We'll send it right to your door in like a black envelope. You don't have to walk Mm -hmm. into these stores. That's intimidating. You don't have to get on the newfangled interweb, you know.
2: You don't have to even like like take the pizza off your Uh. chest, you know? (laughs) Yeah. If if the phone's within reach, you can... can (laughs) You know, you don't even have to put on your pants.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, just leave them off until it gets there anyway. Yeah. You don't have to actually go to the parties now to see a boob from
2: across the room on a girl that you'll never, ever talk to or have the guts to. Now you can just watch it on a DVD. And and, and that's also so funny because it's selling this fantasy of this party. But in reality, you're just like getting this tape. And then you're gonna like yeah. pop it in alone and like oh cool like it's like not and like dude not- <laughs> like again it's like forget the the sketchiness of it
1: like like the sketchiness of girls got wild the creepy aspects of it all that put aside like these are not sexy videos like like these are like
2: they're grainy they're, they're
1: grainy like- it's it's like woo like just like a little quick like whoop, like, ju- like you know what i mean it's like the commercials are almost more revealing than the videos themselves. Cause they'll at least they're, show the same thing over and over.
2: The, yeah. Definitely always in like, really, I mean, and again, that just shows like, I was a very impressionable as a teen and like feeling like I wanted to go to this place. But now I'm just like, I would never want to go to those places. They're no. so crowded and they look horrible. And it just like dudes like with giant beer bongs and like, just people like screaming look like lobsters because they're so sunburned. You're like, that looks like my actual hell now.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A hundred, a hundred percent. And it's like, dude, it's like, yeah just the whole thing I mean we're we're gonna go trust me there's a lot more to this so you know realizing the potential of his brand Joe Francis decided to put together a production team to gather their own footage rather than licensing it from other people and you know independent camera folks if you want to call them that Um, which is this is where it all turns and be yeah yeah perverts yeah Yeah, exactly now you know the aspect that that made put it like there was an aspect of him putting together his own production team that seemed very appealing and that was that you know there was no guarantee that the footage that they were using was obtained legally uh, or that it didn't feature underage subjects like they had no idea they just assumed they're like okay well they're in a club like it must be mm-hmm. 18 and up like but we all know that that's bullshit so by f- like filming the the people themselves, and like going to these parties themselves, they could have more control. They could also push their subjects into participating into increasingly m- sexual activities. Like rather than just flashing. Right. Now it's like, hey, we have a bus or we have a hotel room. Come back with us. We have a bunch of booze, maybe some other stuff that we won't say on camera, but like uh, off camera. And like now don't you're in a hotel room. Yeah. Don't get on the <laughs> yeah. bus. Definitely don't yeah. get on the fucking plane that they're going to have. have <laughs> <All right, laughs> no, like geez. there's no like people joke Whoa. about
2: international waters and they're not being like laws out there like think about the fucking air dude well, we know about getting on the plane these days.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey never get Epstein. on the plane. Never get on the bus. So. But that's the whole thing. Like, they, they kind of created a world to where they could pump this shit out. And now, girls, they're they're releasing stuff. They're releasing, like, a title, like, every week, if not two sometimes. So, equipped Damn. with a traveling team of enthusiastic cameramen and producers, the first few years of Girls Gone Wild were incredibly profitable. By 2001, just four years after its creation, the company had... Had sold more than 4.5 million videos, and by 2002 there were 84 Girls Gone Wild releases. Now, Jeez. like <laughs> like I said, the original ones is just like Girls Gone Wild, Girls Gone Wild too. Right. But then it starts getting fucking crazy, and like they have them yeah. for everything. There's like uh, Girls Gone Wild, America Undercover. There's Girls Gone Wild. They did like a reality show where it was like called Wild World, where they're gonna have like there's
2: a f- uh uh girls gone wilder girls gone wild toy party <laughs> girls gone wild wet and wild sex spa uh, <laughs> girls,
1: girls Gone, gone wild, wild, wild cat yeah dude it, it just goes um, on like beach babes one through 18 uh girls gone Tour. wild
2: hottest hottest bus scene i mean a bus uh yeah i don't know but
1: yeah, it's it, it's it's getting crazy. And again, eighty four in in just a couple of years, you know. And then of course it's going to grow from there because girls gone wild room
2: service. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. So as the company grew, so did their advertising. Girls Gone Wild was now airing 30-minute-long infomercials on several of the biggest networks nightly. And it was reported that in 2003 alone, the company had invested $21 million into advertising. So, I mean, they are... For a lot of these channels, for instance, like E-Channel, they were the biggest advertiser. Same with, I believe, Comedy Central for a little while. I mean, to run a 30-minute ad... On any network is insane. And these are infomercials. Like, a 30-minute ad would be like, all right, guys, we're going to take you through this whole collection of, uh, you know, this jewelry set from American precious moments whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. and uh you know but this is just like call now for hot chicks doing questionable things and blah 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 and like and like the steel drums for 30 fucking minutes but the culture was (laughs) ripe for that product e-channel was airing shows that borderlined on girls gone wild they had like i think a show called like wild on where it was just like we're taking you to brazil to like butt contests and like you know howard stern Mm -hmm. had his show on and like you know again for like many a young impressionable and, boys and, and comedy know?
2: central too i mean comedy central had the man show oh yeah which had the the man show uh, that shit's Jimmy brutal kimmel, dude like Jay kimmel and adam, adam carolla yeah. and I mean, Adam Kroll, in a way, I feel like he stayed a little more true to whatever it was the Man Show was. Jimmy Kimmel kind of cleaned up his image, became, you know, right the late night talk show guy. But they ended every episode of the Man Show with girls, girls on, trampolines. on trampolines, right? Yeah, yeah I just so, watched
1: like, the first season of that. Um, it was, <laughs> it was on something, dude. Whoa! I was like, holy shit! I can't believe like that. Well, only you, that long ago they were doing that shit. But it's funny well, too.
2: Carl Malone, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel doing blackface, Straight and there blackface, wasn't, yeah, there was no like. Because, you know, like some people, you know, Tropic Thunder being a big example of like kind of. That's the last time you'll ever see that. Right. But like the argument with the Tropic Thunder blackface is that it's making fun of, you know, of Hollywood and saying that like these actors will go these extraordinary lengths to get an Oscar. But Jimmy Kimmel doing it, <laughs> was calm, there's literally no like, there's, there's point. N- there's, there's no, no point yeah, to it. Th- it's it's no. literally just him doing it. But so, yeah, I mean, you can argue with the late 90s and then with Woodstock. And I, there was just this extreme culture. It was like extreme sports. You had triple X you had nudity You had girls gone wild You had wood stuck in the night You had corn You had Even biscuit, video like. games
1: are, are getting Like you know By by that time Are starting to get yeah. You know
2: like You have like Duke Nukem Where
1: it's like Land of the Babes And like fucking You know then oh, Grand Duke Theft Auto Nuk- Yeah Grand right, Theft Auto like, Where you could pick up prostitutes mm-hmm. And then like stomp them right. out um, One last thing though About, about the man show That I, I love seeing Is when videos of it surface And it's like Disgusting Jimmy Kim, Like footage of blah 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 Like it just mm-hmm. surfaced It's like That was a show on TV like he, Like they're not right. trying To hide anything Like like yeah. like that's on like Tubi right now. Like you right. know what I mean? it's not like it's you didn't like uncover some dusty old reel in like the Disney archives and be like, what the fuck? Song of the South. Like, no, this is like this this yeah, is that still was around. A
2: huge- company you know
1: but yeah so the late 90s like the the misogyny at that point was reaching its peak and the brand of voyeuristic porn was exactly what the perverted asshole doctor had ordered and like with woodstock 99 for instance like you know girls gone wild had been out you know for a year before that so that's why Mm -hmm. the pay-per-view focus was like on nudity and like a lot of the ad campaigns and the way it was being presented as it was happening until it was over was like check out all these naked chicks like show us your tits and you saw that attitude with all the men but if you want to hear more. About that, listen to podcast but, 99.
2: True, and but I will say that's because we and we are crossing pods a little here, but um, <laughs> that's one of those things that I think you would never be able to get like Michael Lang to admit. But again, knowing that Woodstock 9 was really thinking about the bottom line and actually making money this time, you know, that there was business meetings where they were like, okay, we're gonna do this pay per view thing, and you know, someone brought up Girls Gone Wild and was like, this shit is selling millions and someone was like, okay, if you see, if you see some naked women, absolutely, leave the camera on them because this is pay-per-view, this is how we're going to advertise it and this is how we're going to make money. Yeah, so. and
1: in a way, it also kind of normalized, like, party nudity and stuff. You know what I mean? But, like, the thing is, it's, like, one thing that girls Gone Wild would never admit. And, like, what, what we saw happen at Woodstock 99 is, like, what you're not seeing is the dark side of that. And, like, True. you know what I mean? It's, like, you're, you're being presented this image that, like, it's all fun and games and stuff. But, like, what's happening is, like, then there's, like, predators that fucking move in. And no one's asking for it. You know what I mean? But by any means, that's not what I'm saying. But it's, like, there is going to be a dark element that falls follows along within that that's not being shown on the same level as like the fun aspect is
2: right right but you can say that at this point like it's it's becoming part of culture and you know to be you know there are you have a camera and you do have these women that are you know girls depending I mean you have people that know that there is a camera and they're like showing they're they're exposing themselves to the camera but in part that also starts to like kind of create this culture of like that's like what uh, fun girls do. That's what cool girls do. This and is what you do this, at these parties. There this is was is what like you this concept. Expect, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Right. But and, again, we're gonna get into some not so consensual things. I mean, later. it
1: already sounds bad. You know, but, I mean, like right. the stuff that are already. I'm not defending. Yeah. Yeah. No, the stuff that like. But, is, yeah. And and also. Yeah, I mean, we'll just get it, but it seemed like it was almost like, you know, nowadays there's like all these TikTok challenges, like the crate challenges, the thing now it's like girls yeah. gone wild was almost like a challenge thing on like for social media where it's just like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, girls gone wild, like boop, like, you know what I mean? Right. And like, it became like a thing that people would say was being parodied on TV all the time. It was like, it was just like a thing, you know, like it, it became right. part I mean- of the, the pop culture in a huge way. And it, it it's so like just like gross and seedy that it's surprising, you know, of how right. ingrained it was.
2: But the like gone wild, like something gone wild. It, I mean, essentially was a meme, you know, like because yeah. then later later on, you know, many things could just be blah 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 gone wild. Whatever, who has gone like, wild that that weren't related. Yeah, and then food's gone wild is an Instagram page Ryan and I both love, that's and amazing. that's like they're like doing shit right now. They're huge now. I mean, it has nothing to do with nudity. It's just the idea. It's just a you, yeah you you associated Girls Gone Wild you knew what the Gone Wild thing it was such a powerful brand at this yeah, moment th-
1: Absolutely. Now, the direct response marketing technique that made Girls Gone Wild such a success was soon being adopted by many other entrepreneurs trying to sell unsavory videos as well, creating a full-fledged global market for trashy videos one could only purchase from infomercials. But one thing that those other companies did not do was retain the credit card information from their customers to put them on a subscription plan unknowingly. The same cannot be said for Girls Gone Wild. This is where we get to Girls Gone Lawsuit. Now, there is a long history of legal troubles, both for Girls Gone Wild as a brand and for Joe Francis as a person. But the first bit of trouble from what we could find that they ran into was in 2003. By the way, 2003 is like the biggest year for Girls Gone Wild shit. I mean, like we're going to the next the second part of the Girls Gone Wild uh, coverage that we're going to do here is mostly about 2003, by the way. but. Mm -hmm. You know, so in 2003, it, it was discovered that rather than customers making one time purchases, the majority of customers from the beginning were placed on a recurring payment plan without their knowledge where they would be charged for and sent each Girls Gone Wild release. The customers would only realize this once their bills came in. And a civil suit was filed, and the company was fined $1.1 million, which was a piss in the pool compared to how much revenue the company brought in annually. So it was very easy to just pay that off. But also, Also, how skeezy! And also, wouldn't you know, like, like by the time you got like your sixth Girls Gone Wild DVD or tape, you know, I guess Mm -hmm. at that point, wouldn't you be like, wait, am I paying for this shit? You know right, what I mean? Right. like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, some people, you know, don't, or like, you know, the, the infomercials were very confusing. They would throw so much at you where it was like, and if you call now, you'll get eight of the hottest tapes, blah, blah, blah. And then succession from there, you'll get two more and blah, 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 blah. blah and you're a pervert. Yeah. But it's like, you don't actually like they, it, it wasn't really made
2: clear. Like, or even like the knives or vacuum cleaners, it would say, you know, four easy payments of 1999. And then there would be some other fucking crazy small print. And it, and then you suddenly it, have you like get 50 yeah. knives for like $300. Or
1: yeah. And now all of a sudden you're sitting on like fucking eight copies of girls gone wild. Like you only have to really watch one and a half to realize they're all the same bullshit. You know, and it's yeah. like, what do you do with these things? You know, uh, I guess you using a prop up the laptop that you'll eventually be looking at porn at like a regular person. So uh, the, the 2003 legal trouble was nothing more than a speed bump. And by 2004, there were over 100 girls gone wild releases. Business was booming so much, in fact, that it was decided that they would take a risk and expand their empire to try and garner a female following. So in 2004, the company released Guys Gone Wild, and this release failed to make even a small splash financially and was quickly discontinued. Now, there's there's a big-time double standard right here. Okay, Mm -hmm. Even the, the spokesperson for Mantra, which was the production company that, like, put out girls gone wild bill horn uh he said that yeah like the reason why it didn't work is because there's a double standard and two guys making out was just not sexy while two girls kissing was like classic Mm -hmm. fucking 90s bro trope thing um and and the video you know because yeah it's like they would go to these like extremely like hetero parties you know like where guys are expecting to get with chicks and they'd be uh-huh. like hey you guys want to make out for guys gone wild And they're like no And like, right. it'd be like well how about like we give you guys like free booze and like you play a game of like football naked or like hey let me yeah. like film you in the shower you know or like and then like another guy would be naked and we kind of like rat tail him with this towel or whatever like i gotta tell you like guy uh, male nudity is funny you know what I mean, like like, and you know this is coming from someone that's into everything, but it's like it, it is a it's funny. You know what I mean? It's funnier than than any other kind of nudity. I feel like, and like I had a buddy. We'll just call him Johnny right now but johnny used to like to get naked at parties and it was not like a girls gone wild thing i wouldn't even call it guys gone wild it was just like now there's a naked guy flopping his wiener around like jumping on a bed butt naked at like a hotel party like no one's into this it's really great like it's just like ew what the fuck like but like don't sit on the couch if you're gonna be fucking asshole naked kind of a thing and it just didn't work Not even close, but I just love that that exists, Guys Gone Wild. Now, there was a significant period of growth during the early 2000s, and in order to keep the product fresh, they began releasing videos with specific themes. uh, I use themes lightly. Or even celebrity hosts and guests. In 2004, for instance, they released Girls Gone Wild America Uncovered, which was hosted by comedian Doug Stanhope. We're going to play a short sample of how poorly this experiment went this is doug stanhope trying to get girls to participate in girls gone wild (laughs) right right
0: can you do something can you finger bang or just can you do something don't think you have the guts. I
1: think that's a magnet for you. It's like a bug like, ow, ow, easy on the nut. Oh, oh, she
0: hit me in the nut. I'm failing miserably. They're going to cancel my paycheck if I don't get some. We'll Will you product. find sluts for me? Yeah. Will you? Good,
1: because chicks won't talk to me, but maybe they'll talk to you. Now, okay, Doug Stanhope's not like the, <laughs> the kind of guy that I think a lot of girls want to, like, get naked for you know what i mean like in general and also it's just yeah. like it's so early 2000s just like greaseball like hey you guys want to like uh, take a shot and uh, you know pull your pants yeah. down and it just like doesn't work and um yeah there's like a great compilation that's floating around online right now of like every time in that video he's just like shut down <laughs> it's yeah. like no one wants it's- anything to do with them but that was not the same though. Uh, in 2002, there was they released Doggy Style, which was hosted by Snoop Dogg. And now, uh-huh. th- most people I think thought that this was going to be like a Snoop Dogg sex tape. Uh, why that like made lots of guys get excited about getting it? I don't I don't know. It's like I don't know why you'd want to see uh, Snoop Dogg have sex, but um, that's not the case. Like he's just walking around a big party. It's kind of like that Uncle Luke thing with with Jay Z, where it's like there's just rappers at this party full of naked chicks like spraying each other with hoses and stuff and they're just like whoa that shit's crazy but like that's it right right like with everything um, else it's just like disappointing <laughs> products but like the advertising was such that people fly i, to I
2: saw show. i saw a clip of of the doggy style and yeah i at because it was the someone had the actual tape and it's uh it's yeah, it's real it's really gross. And I it was only like a few years I mean maybe like 5 years after I don't know a lot had changed where I was just like no, I don't actually want yeah, anything no, to do with this <laughs> but someone, yeah. you know, someone puts on the tape and you're like okay, let's see it. And I mean I just remember that yeah, it's like there's just like a lot of groping and it's yeah, just like it's, that's normal and you're and you're you know, you realize you're know, like that's that's not okay at all girls but it's like the
1: most immature adult material that exists
2: right and it and i think it also like it kind of is like influencing like this is this is how you should behave at a party right and it's just kind of it's it's rough i mean the other the other big thing is just the i just like the fact that i like another big question is like if you are drunk do you know what you're agreeing that's to a be huge signing?
1: huge thing too and it's like you know i mean fuck man like yeah, there, there's a lot to be said there, you know, but we will get into that uh, in a little bit. So by this time, the brand had officially become a mainstream product, with Joe Francis acting as a modern-day Hugh Hefner almost, flying around the world on a private jet and sponsoring large-scale parties during which the videos would be filmed. Um, and even in 2002, MGM acquired like his life rights and like the rights to make a girls gone wild, like scripted film. Uh, Who knows what that would have been like. I mean, but the thing is though, it's like, like, yes, there are some girls gone wild releases that have like actual, like intense, you know, like girl on girl sex. But for the most part, there's not too much in girls gone wild that you wouldn't be able to show in an R rated movie.
2: Mm -hmm. Like it's not like super
1: X rated materials. It's just sketchy and gotten under false. maybe
2: behind the scenes. Also, that's funny, this for some reason reminds me of that guy Tucker Max that we talked about in the uh, Pickup Artist, and I hadn't even thought about it, but this also relates to the Pickup Artist thing because I think that this is also just part of that, you know, having this be on TV, and then it kind of, it's like the Pickup Artist Culture starts to boom in this time period too because then it's like, hey, loser, you're missing out yeah. on all this. Yeah, call so out, It's time, to it's, time yeah. to it's like time to brush up on your skills so that you can pick up these crazy college girls. And yeah, so I feel look like how those many two, of them there
1: are out there. Exactly. Right yeah Yeah. no no, definitely now another thing that they had come up with um that was in the works with like investors and everything was a chain of restaurants that would have been um it was described as being similar to hooters and like like senior frogs like in in mexico Mm -hmm. where it's just like like, like twin peaks coyote ugly even where it's like more of like big club atmosphere but you could get i'm sure like they would probably just have like burgers and wings, you know? Mm-hmm. And it would mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, get like fucking tater tits and like, like with goofy names. But, yeah. um, and I, I just love that, like, dude, can you imagine, like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to get something to eat at a uh, Girls Gone Wild and then, uh, go see the Girls Gone Wild movie and then go home and jerk off to Girls Gone Wild. It's like you could have lived In your, your life. Girls
2: Gone Wild apparel. Yes. There was an apparel yes, line.
1: Yes, and the apparel comes a little bit later. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because the <laughs> restaurant got canned. But another no fucking shit. thing that they were trying to make was a, a, um, a cruise line that would have been like the Girls Gone Wild cruise. And it's like, okay, so you're basically making a cruise line that only like horny dickheads are going to go on. Like, the only women going mm-hmm. on a Girls Gone Wild cruise are the ones working on it. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not going to be that kind of a thing. Now, what was perhaps <sighs> one of, if not the only positive thing to come out of Girls Gone Wild was in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina touched down in New Orleans. Uh, Girls Gone Wild announced that they would donate the net profits from their Mardi Gras-based video series to the relief efforts. Only the Mardi Gras ones, though. Right. What a way to uh, to give that, back. You know, like just out of the kindness of their hearts, you know, out of our, like, now what? Like, 250 know. fucking releases that we have, the 10 that happen to be Mardi Gras. If anyone happens to buy those ones, we'll give you the money for first aid. Like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that.
1: I (laughs) did. Yeah, exactly. I just love that that was like a thing that they're like, oh, no, like we can give back. Like, like this yeah. is our, uh-huh. like you know Mardi Gras in New Orleans has given us so much as Girls Gone Wild. It's time to repay the favor oh to a to a city in need. Now it's right around this time though that this right early two thousands pocket again our our sweet spot with Girls Gone Wild really is two thousand three to like two thousand seven. So mm-hmm. right around there where Girls Gone Wild and its founder Joe Francis would find themselves in serious legal trouble that no one could say they didn't see coming. Like there's <laughs> yeah. There's like a million things, but that's going to be covered next week Uh, when we get into part two. We're going to get into the real nitty gritty stuff. We're going to get more into Joe Francis. Buckle up. Yeah, we wanted to give, give you an intro because, yeah, there's just, I mean, and we probably could have made this a really long one, but. Uh, it's hard to sit there and just read through a million news articles about a million cases. And it's all the same because they just did the Mm -hmm. same bad shit over and over and over again and paid their way out of it every time. So
2: yeah, I guess we're holding, it's holding back a little, it's kind of setting, this is setting the scene in terms of the cultural impact uh, how popular it was and giving you a little bit you know that Joe Francis was kind of the guy who was behind it the 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 mo the business mogul or whatever but next week is kind of gonna i mean you should already be having some <laughs> yeah. extremely it should be very questionable to yeah, this like point like, wait, but wait, if you're like well, wondering like what could have gone if wrong you're, <laughs> if you're any reason you're on the fence uh episode 2 I hope will put you on the on the right side of the fence yes
1: yes the the right side of history yeah no Um, next next week you know next episode we got paris hilton involved we got the kardashians domestic violence blackmail mm -hmm. lawsuits uh Uh, journalists frightened for their lives uh you know we've got
2: i mean we've got underage pornography Uh, we've got child child abuse um the the list of <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> false, impri- really false imprisonment, <laughs> false imprisonment, providing alcohol to minors. So, yeah, it's, dis- it's- dissuading witnesses. Yeah, um, what the
1: fuck? It's like he's goddamn fucking Al Capone of like yeah. boobs. It's awful yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that's it. So, as always, folks, you know, make sure you tune in uh, next time to hear the conclusion of our Girls Gone Wild coverage. Also, follow us on Instagram at Culture Dumps. Send us an email if you'd like at culturedumps at gmail.com for exclusive content only available on our Patreon. You must subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash culture dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I've been joined by Parks Miller. If you eat it up, We dump it out. Call now!